Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Welcome to the Cousins AFLW Fantasy Podcast. I am Jados, coach of NFNL, KFKL, No Fife, No Life, and I'm here with my cousin, Keebs. Is this a real start? This is a real start. What? A role reversal. Coach of the Super Subs. I wasn't ready for the role reversal. <laughs> We're I in. Was, We're I rolling. unprepared, you cousin. T- you told me you wanted to hurry up, and then I, I started the intro, and you looked at your phone, and yep. you started Googling things. You, what you, are you even Googling? You wanted me to say Beijing Huang Ying Ni on the pod. That's a lie. Which means welcome to Beijing. <laughs> welcome. Probably means welcome to Beijing. Did it you, might so not you mean didn't that. Google it? No, well, I didn't have time because you started the podcast, mate. And why did you want to say, say it again? I Beijing. Was, I, was just think, I was just thinking of a random way to start the pod. That's all there is to it. All right. Fantastic. All right. How are you? Mate, I'm not bad. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm good. I'm glad you're good. I'm glad you're good. <laughs> I didn't say I was good. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really good. I honestly I cherish this this podcasting time. This is our family time. We've just had it's good, a lovely, it, delicious carbonara prepared by the future baby mama. Yeah, of, of mine. Yeah, she did a good job. It was good carbonara. I enjoyed it. It was delicious. Did you yeah. enjoy the carbonara? I did enjoy the carbonara. This has been the funniest start to a pod ever. <laughs> did you say thank you to Bianca? I did many times actually. You heard me. Nah, I did. I just wanted to hear you say it again. <laughs> On air, man. There's something wrong about the way we've started here. I don't know. It's just <laughs> weird. We're just we've got bad chi because I started it. Now everything's falling apart. The whole pot is ruined. All right. Well, let's get on to some fantasy discussion. How did you go this week? Averagely, ah, uh, poorly, but not super poorly. I scored fourteen fifty one. My rank dropped about 90 spots to 628. So I will now finally concede that I'm out of hat territory, mate. Uh, my trades as well were Georgia Prasparkas to M. Swanson, Ella Roberts to Bonnie Toogood, and Hanin Zarika to Chelsea Randall, which I'll give it a tick, a tick, and a cross. Uh, Randall was extremely disappointing, but <laughs> yeah, the return of Swanson to my team was actually fantastic, mate, and just a fantastic upgrade over Georgie Prisparkas. It felt good, and to, I guess, it was kind of a full circle moment for the subs, really, on the season. Started with Swanson and got off to a bit of a rocky start and then brought her back in, and she did well for she me. She delivered. She did deliver, she mate. She did. Cool. All right, so this week I scored a 14.68, and my rank is up to 18th. Overall, in Marrera's magic. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are talking about Fantasy Classic, and I had another poor week. I'm just sliding. The endless slide continues for me. I actually scored a 14.55 in the Classic format, which means that my rank has dipped to 273rd. So I'm also willing to concede that. How far out are you? I haven't even checked. You've got in, to in my check. mind. It's a mountain that's too high to climb. You've you've just got to get extremely right. creative with the trades. All right. Well, I'll find a little uh, spot in the podcast where you're riffing, and I'll I'll check how far that distance is, <laughs> and I'll get back to you on that. But my trades were so I did a basement, or I did a rookie downgrade to a basement, and then I traded Charlotte Thomas. 
to Geordie Allen, which was just yuck. Terrible. It, it worked out terribly. I think it cost me 41 points. Um, so that was a fail. But then I traded Georgie Prasparkas to Eb Marinoff, which is a huge tick, and I gained about 40-odd points. So overall, the trades evened out a little bit. It's nice to finally have Noffy. It just feels right, even though the defender trade sucked and I lost points there. It's it's just something I needed. She's a fan favorite for all of us. But the real pain for me this week is the trade-ins from last week. So last week, I brought in Mim Strom, and she scored a 57 this week. Yeah, and I great. also brought in Chelsea Randall last week, and she scored a 50 flat. So Also not great. Yeah, and the real pain actually is the second real pain. The, yeah, the second real pain. Oh, sorry, I already did use that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, is the fact that Strom, the, the player I traded to Strom was Schultz, mm. and she scored a 114, so that cost so much, and that was 160K that I spent on that. It doesn't feel good, does it? No, it feels positively awful. I'm sorry, mate. But yeah, so hat, hat Chase is maybe dead, but a season we're that- having fun. We are having fun. And it's just a season that once promised so much has delivered so little. <laughs> wow, that, was really, that was really grim. But it's true, mate. One point, you were a, a genuine chance for the car. What were you, second overall? Yeah, I was second overall Insane, after, mate. after round two. Insane. I snuck into... I, I can't remember if I got inside or just very close to the top 100. I think th- you were close. Thought I was a, a good chance for a hat and like a very outside chance to get into the prize gift vouchers but it was not to be mate not to be sad yeah all right well let's not mope for too long and move on to our (laughs) hogs and flogs okay my hurt oh my god what a hurt (laughs) my first hog is what i meant to say my first hog one vote goes to jazz garner for her 134 top scorer for the week she deserves more votes she was incredible Two goals, 27 disposals, nine tackles. She's an absolute beast. She's been in a beast all season. Like I said, she deserves more votes, but I wanted to give two votes to Noffy for a 133. One point less, but she was on debut for me. She wore the captaincy. She's consistent as they come. She's a fan favorite. We love her. She's the unicorn. So two votes for Noffy. But three votes. Everyone doubted her. Everyone doubted her. I posted about it. On Twitter, I got absolutely obliterated by our cousin's army. Everyone just was like, you're so silly. Bowers is not bouncing back this week. But she did 127 points from only 74% time on ground. She went absolute beast mode. And she could have scored more, honestly. Like there were some tackles that somehow found their way to another player, even when she dispossessed them, or they even could have been called holding the ball. Like the player dropped it and it landed in another player's lap. And so she doesn't get a tackle stat for it. She easily could have been 130 plus, pushing 140 from 74% time on ground. That's vintage turbo. And I believed in her and she delivered. So three votes. Love it. Mate, I know it's hogs time, but it's hard not to be flat. I was quickly trawling through the highest scorers for the round. Ellie Blackburn was second with her 133. Traded her two weeks ago, mate, for the Sydney matchup. Thought she was going to get tagged. She's been on fire lately. Oh, it hurts me, mate. All these things go against me, but I'm going to try and pick up the energy for my hogs. One vote, Emma Swanson. Already mentioned it. 
Getting her back, it was a full circle moment for the subs. 121 just felt great, and the fact that she was in place of Georgie Prasparkas means that she could get a million hog votes this week. Two votes, Bonnie too good. Brought her in for the first time this year. 126 just feels great to own the second best forward. Finally, it's been a long year without her. And three votes, my girl Noffy. Had to give it to her. 133. She's just been terrific all year. Every week she gets it done. She's just, she's far and away the best player in the AFLW, in my opinion. Not, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Controversial. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) It's not what I meant to say. I meant to say fantasy. But I'm sticking with it because I love her. So Noffy. She's top three Three player easily. Um, Yeah, she's incredible. All right, let's move on to our flogs. Boo. It is time for our flogs. And one vote for me is going to Mim Strom for a 57. It hurts. It cuts deep. It's sadness. It weighs heavily on my heart. It's not. It's just not good enough. As we like to say, what's our what's our catchphrase? I knew you hated her, mate. I don't hate her. You. <laughs> you. That's, a, that's our catchphrase. <laughs> that's not just good. Oh, you've caught me off guard there with that interjection. I was going to say our catchphrase is it's just not going to cut the mustard, Mim. But it's um, not going to cut the mustard. <laughs> it's not going to cut them. Fifty-seven is not going to cut the mustard, Mim. But you. You, I wasn't going to put this on you, but you were like, I was so keen on Bree Moody. I was going to do all these trades to get her in last week. And you were like, man, I like Strom. I like Strom. You should just get Strom. She's the, she's the number one averaging rock and all this stuff. Anyway, I'm flipping this round and I'm giving the vote to you for convincing me to get her. I don't accept it, mate. I don't accept it. Mim Strom needs to be better and that's all there is to it. It's because she got a photo with you, mate. You rubbed off her. <laughs> yeah, I ruined her. And then she decided to be disappointing for a whole week. Yep. No, not really, mate. All right. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Two votes. I could just give it to my whole defense, to be honest. My defenders collectively averaged 55 between them this week. But Geordie Allen, 35. Eight disposals and one tackle. What sort of effort is that? That is just so shit. Ah, I'm, I'm frustrated about it. So two votes to Geordie Allen, but my three votes... Now, like I said with the two, I could have given it to my whole defense. My whole forward line was also in shambles this week. They averaged 76.4 between the five of them, even with Gardner and Roberts in there. Shout out to Malloy, who's just absolutely crashed back to earth. I called it. Shout out to Randall for having a terrible game, even with the forward time. But the three votes has to go to Nina Morrison for a 39. 39! Three, nine. She had 81% CBAs in a dominant win. Uh, was she playing dodgeball? I don't, I don't understand what she was doing, but 39 is not going to cut the mustard. It's not, is it, mate? It's not. It's not going to cut not. the mustard. All right, I'm coming in hot Andy Maneo style. One vote, Charlie Rowbottom. I don't care if you got injured. I don't care what your excuse is. Score more points, mate. I'm angry that I brought her in. For about 1.4 million, million, mate, for uh, 120 and an 80. Crap. That's Georgia Prasparks levels. Again, it's the second last week of the season. I know she got injured, but. You can't. No. You can't. You can't, no, you can't be can, mad at a player for getting injured. I can injured. be mad at whoever I want. Be <laughs> stronger, mate. And then maybe you won't get hurt. Shout out Charlie Rowbottom. Nah, look, it's just frustrating, mate. 
It's just frustrating to look in the midfield and see players who are supposed to be carrying you out of the depth. She's so highly owned in the top teams. It's just a non-issue. Uh, if, if it I doesn't didn't get her. If I didn't get her, I would have been better off for it. But I did get her, and my team was worse for it. So she gets a negative vote, mate. Two votes to Chelsea Randall. 50 points. Are you kidding me? I've been banging on the Chelsea Randall is is still an option drum all year and the week I finally bring her into my team. <laughs> she does me dirty. Not a fan of your work. And three votes. This is a player who I claimed to be my favourite earlier in the year, mate. That's right. I'm piggybacking onto your three voter and giving Nina Morrison a slam here. 39 points with a high CBA role. If you have anything over 50% CBAs, you should be scoring 80 plus. I'm sorry. 39? Disgraceful, <laughs> mate. That is such a poor score. It it's incredibly frustrating. I thought she could she could get stuck out on the wing and maybe drop a poor score. But no, inside the CBAs, I think second lowest score for the year, or even lower. No, lowest. Lowest by Easily. far. <laughs> lowest by far. Apologies. Lowest by far. I don't know what I was thinking. But how? How do you do that? I don't understand. Mate, she's, she's got me all worked up and flustered with her poor scoring. I don't even remember <laughs> what day it is. Nina, just be better, please. Yep. Please. She's tanked her price so hard now that you can't jump off. You've got to roll with her. She just scored 39. We have to keep her? What <laughs> yeah. are you talking well, about? I think I'm, I'm going to be forced to hold her because it just costs way too much to get her to anyone. Please, Nina. The, <laughs> yeah, please. The, thing, the thing that makes it sting more is that I actually was trading her out of my team. You've seen the trades, mate. I up have. On, up until Friday, she was out. And then I was like, you know what? She's been that good all season. Clearly a top five forward. I'll trade out Ella Roberts instead. Oh. Yeah, who turned up for the first time? You probably would have overtaken me in ranking. Oh, mate. It's just frustrating. That, that one... Move is a 62-point swing. Yeah. It's just like just deciding a play to trade out. just hurts, mate. It just yeah. hurts badly. So, Nina, three votes. I hate face. Yep. Just one more thing, one more nomination before we move on. I know we both traded her out, but this is for... Georgie Presparkis. <laughs> this one's for our cousin's army. <laughs> I'm sure there are some listeners that still own her, that do own her. Is that actually who you're talking about? Huh? Georgie Presparkis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Say it with us. Georgie Presparkus, another sub hundred score. Is that five in a row? Five in a row. Yeah. Yeah. A sixty-eight and then four nineties. Yikes! Crazy. Mate. After a one forty to start the season, that is just an all-time lure. Yeah. Lure job. Just yeah. reel you in and just do you so dirty. That's yeah. what she's she. She only had two week. tackles this week, and she's known as a tackle. Like she. That's the funny thing. She actually had known to who, she, mate. Not to me. The, to the world. Yeah, well, to everyone but you, I guess. But she had like bulk disposals. She kicked a goal, but two tackles. I've so seen her, still didn't get to the ton. I've seen her push people with the ball twice as much as I've seen her tackle people yeah, with the ball. That's what honest. she does. So that's a, a little honorary nomination for a flog award. And we're going to move on to Hot Bakes. Hot Bakes. All right, Keebs, I'm kicking us off this week with a hot praise for someone else's hot bake, which is Kane Corns. Now, did you see what he uh, posted on Twitter the other day? This was like a week ago, like a week and a half ago, I would say. No, sorry. It was before the weekend, but it was about 
the previous weekend. Refresh my memory, please. So he basically gave a hot bake to Port Adelaide for blowing the six-point lead that they had against Gold Coast. Actually, they had a 12-point lead, and then Gold Coast kicked two goals right at the end and ended up being a draw. But basically, the, the, like, the play was... I remember was, the game. ...was pretty terrible. Strongly, because there was... I can't remember the player, but had the ball like 35 out for Port, and it was a minute on the clock. Played on, kicked it into... The person the, on the mark. The person yes. on the mark, and then it got turned over, went down the other end, goal, and then the draw happened. Yes. So, yeah, is it? Yes, exactly. And so he... But he was pretty critical. He said, it was as bad a 40 seconds as you've seen from any football team ever. It's now, uh, so I don't mean to necessarily hot praise Kane Corns, but I want to bring it up because I think it's an interesting discussion about the state of the game with AFLW at the moment because he, he copped a lot of backlash, but there was also a lot of discourse about this on Twitter. And I actually think it's like, it's good for the game that this kind of critique is starting to appear with AFLW. You know what I mean? Like, and I think... From all reports, all the all the girls, all the athletes want to be treated and critiqued as the professionals that they are. You know what I mean? So this kind of thing can only be good for the game. You know, it's more eyes on the game. It's more discussion about the game. You know, we need this kind of criticism to slowly increase as the game grows, right? Like yeah. more media coverage. And then that filters into things like, you know, better injury reporting, better news coverage, all this kind of thing, you know, that just more... Everything around the game, which includes sometimes harsh criticism. And I think I think the AFLW is like really at that point where it's like it's ready to take that step, you know? So it's not necessarily a hot praise for Kane Corns, but just that. I think this kind of thing is actually good for the game. Yeah. Any time you are one of the first people to strongly criticize a, another group of people or, you know, like the AFLW team especially in like an athletic environment i'll say it's it's pretty easy to get slammed and criticize yourself like it doesn't surprise me that kane corns got cops some backlash over the interwebs for you know speaking his mind because not everyone as we know is ready to hear the harsh criticisms of the game but i Agree with what you said that it can only be good for the game because if you want to, you know, have a league full of professional athletes, they need to be treated like professional athletes. And professional athletes aren't applauded for every single, you know, success or mistake they make, regardless of the outcome. Pro professional athletes get bombarded online or, you know, brought up negatively in the media. So it's, yeah, I, it's something that needs to happen. And the fact that Kane Corns was actually ready and willing to speak his mind, I think is a good sign for the game. Like you said, because I think so too. Yeah. They need to, everyone needs to kind of get used to the AFLW players being treated as the AFLM players are, which is again, they get spoken about negatively sometimes by the media. They have to answer questions about their performance. Like it, it's what should be expected of professional athletes. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I agree fully. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I, I'll echo your hot praise, mate, because I, I think it's good as well. All right. On that note, hit us with your hot bake. All right. I've got a hot bake for Flamin' Hot Machitos <laughs> at Moxley for trading out Bowers this week when she scored her 127. Now, this is a woman who averaged 121 last year, has a career high 
of 184, and her nickname is Turbo. <laughs> You're going to trade out someone with the name Turbo, the GOAT of AFLW fantasy. Who do you think you are, mate? Are you too good for the GOAT of AFLW fantasy? <laughs> Seriously, Flamin' Hot Machitos, get a grip, mate, and don't think that you're better than the game because you're not. All right? That's all I'm going to say. You're a disgrace to the name Mitch Owens. Yeah, Machito? Machito what is that? Come on. There's only one Machito I know, and he plays for the Saints. <laughs> You're hot baked. Hot baked. <laughs> Done. Slammed. Let's move on. Okay, fantasy stocks. This week, we're going to do something slightly different. Rather than focusing mostly on value targets and and uh, and prices, we're going to focus a bit more on ownership percentages, especially around the top 100 mark. For those of you listening that are gunning for a hat, we're going to talk about some players that we like for their matchups this week to ride you home. All right. So the first player we've got is Anne Hatchard at 1.121 mil at 10% ownership in the top 100. Not really much to say about Anne. She's just been a beast all year besides that one slip up she had two weeks ago. Plays West Coast this week. So it could just drop an enormous score on West Coast. Even if she spends more time forward, I'd expect her to hit the scoreboard. Yeah. Love her. Love her in the midfield this week. Great. All right. Next one is Kiara Bowers. It has to be spoken about. 1.198 mil at 12% ownership in the top 100. Shout out to Flamin' Hot Machitos <laughs> who traded her out. But nah, look, not for me this week. I'm scared that Sydney tags her and she's a player who is in sort of a, a relatively similar archetype to Bates from the Hawks. I'm a bit concerned that she'll get clamped, drop a poor score, also still carrying the injury. So she's not really someone I'd be looking to bring in. But if you want to just take an enormous swing, then, yeah, she's she's a player I'd be looking at. It's interesting, isn't it? Because Sydney have just been building so nicely this season and they're, they're looking like actually one of the tougher matchups now. It's so risky this week, but... Some people just want I, to play the game that way. I'm in, I'm expecting Bowers' ownership to skyrocket this week. Yeah, I think it will I, I think everyone's just going to be sucked in by it. So, um, the, so but the, there are still there are still concerns, right? She still had only seventy four percent time on ground. I, I guess then the unique move might be to stay away from her. It could be the unique move. I personally, I, I you have your doubts. I actually still like it as a move. Man, she just just at her price, but I, I love it. Me and my boy Flamin' Hot Machitos are going to stay on this side of the fence, man. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. Next name is Brienne Moody at 1.126 mil, 31% owned in the top 100. Now, the reason I'm bringing it up, I know she's coming off, I think it was 65. 65. I think it was 65 in the end. All right. 60, 60 something. Can you check that? I feel like it wasn't 65, but the reason I say that is... She had... 68 in the end. 68. That there you go. Points. Yep. Um, she... So, obviously, she's only in 31% of the top 100, but she was still basically solo rucking over the weekend. Um, she came up against what is, like, at the moment, the hardest ruck matchup in the competition um, in Essendon. Um, and yeah, I think she, there's a really good chance that she just has a ceiling score this week if she's solo ruck again. Has the Saints who 
Oh, yes. Can be extremely easy to score on. She's the best ruck in the comp. I just... Yeah, you, 100% you grab her. You definitely could jump on her. Yep. All right, next name is Chelsea Randall at 743K. We've been pumping her up every single week, and it burnt us both last weekend, but... Mate, I'm sick of talking about her, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're the one that's been bringing her up most I know, of the season. and then she burnt me, mate. But it's literally just because they play West Coast this week, and she could bag a few snags if she plays forward. The thing is, yeah, she she has the role back. She just had a terrible game. It was, I mean, they played against North Melbourne as well, so that's a tough matchup for a forward. How many CBAs did she have this week? Uh, I think she was predominantly forward. Yeah, see, I, it still is a concern for me because most of her big scoring last year came with the CBAs. So she, I wouldn't necessarily say that she has the role back because she hasn't shown like a massive scoring ceiling in, in the forward role. Um, she could, yeah, she could be good this week against West Coast, but it's still a buy beware, I think, because you could be bringing in someone who's yeah. going to score 50. This yeah, week. again, if you need to take an enormous swing, just swing for the fences, then Chelsea Randall is one you could look at. 743K, 5% owned in the top 100. She's super unique, super cheap. Has a good role, has a good opponent. So she ticks all those boxes. I don't know if, again, I don't know if I would call it a good role, <laughs> but yeah, you could. She ticks three out of those four You could boxes grab her this then. week. All right. Next name is Mon Conti at 1.336 mil, 5% owned in the top 100. It hurts me to talk about her because I just love her so much as a player. Uh yeah, I've, there's no reason that you wouldn't grab her this week, really. Like, there's, I don't think there's anything that points to her over any other mid, really. But again, there's nothing that points away from her. So if she's someone that you've been looking at, you can jump on. It's just it's just that I thought I'd flag it that she's only 5% owned in the top 100. So you could go there. It's not, it's not my favorite play of the whole, you know, out of everything you could do. But it's one you could look at. All right, and the final name. This is this is a bit left of field, but Belinda Smith at seven hundred and thirty-four k, twelve percent owned in the top one hundred. Now, the reason I'm bringing it up is that she has been around the mark for a top five defender for the last probably six, seven weeks, and then she had one terrible, terrible score against Essendon. Um, which was just the most disgusting weather conditions you will ever see. Windy as all hell. Tackle record was broken. Just disgusting conditions for any kind of defender that needs to take marks. Um, so if you you can, you can kind of almost like put a line through that game and she's been absolutely consistent. And now because of that game, she's 734K. She's someone that I just think, especially against um, Adelaide, as a defender, like the ball is going to be on that side of the ground for most of the game. You could, you could see a good score for that price. Yeah, I don't have too much to add. I think she's a great option. She found her way into my top five defenders a couple times throughout the year. She's around the mark, if not in that top five. So the fact that she's that cheap just means that she's a, a good option and unique. So love it. Great. All right. Now, based on ownership numbers... We've just talked about players that you could look at bringing in for the final round, but we've also looked at some players with really high ownership that you could look to jump off this week as a bit of a unique play or just players that you could get an edge by not owning this week. And we're going to start with Charlie Rowbottom at 1.292 mil. She's 97% owned. 
in the top 100 and obviously is coming in under an injury cloud. Yeah, just waiting for the injury news. That's as simple as it is for me. If she's going into the game underdone or not, you know, possibly going to be playing managed tog, then you you just jump off. It's a grand final. You don't want to be carrying players like that in your team. If she plays and they come out and say she's fine, just copped a bit of a knock, then by all means, keep her in your team. I think that's as simple as it is. She's been awesome all year. She hasn't done anything on field to steer you away from her. It's just potentially injured this week. Mm -hmm. So based on how AFLW injury reporting has gone this season, there's every likelihood we're not going to hear too much news, but she'll just get named. And then what do you think? Is there any scope to jump off her if she's named? Like just as a, like I'm going to, take a punt on her being underdone because the thing is Gold Coast are on the like are looking like they're going to make finals but they'll they'll obviously be wanting to win this um play Essendon this week too um so like man, she could tough. she could be playing underdone there's this is, potential of that this is probably another good time to just shout out the AFLW injury reporting for how poor it is consistently throughout the year it has been very very below average uh it's incredibly annoying when you've got players in your team who get injured in games and then you have to wait until Thursday, sometimes even later than Thursday when teams come out. You still don't have solid injury news. It's just incredibly frustrating. So just wanted to get that off my chest one last time. Yeah, again, if she is named, you possibly could could do the unique thing because, what, 97% of the top 100? That's insane. You, yeah, you could, you could definitely jump off. Um, it's just you. You would want there to be some sort of hint that she's carrying an injury into yep. the week. All right. Next one is Tani Evans at seven hundred twenty-two k. She's ninety percent owned by the top one hundred. Still, would you jump off? Yeah, not really. Too much to say on Tani. You could jump off if you wanted to. She's probably not going to burn you either way. I'd expect just a middling sort of 50-60 score like she's been doing for most of the year. Um, she's certainly not the top five lock that we thought she was at the start of the season. So if you need some cash, she could be a way to do it. Yeah. Just quickly, discussing strategy for this final round, I am kind of of the view that you just kind of leave your defense. Yeah, that, that that's the other thing. The, bigger, the biggest point swings you're going to be able to get by, you know, in the other lines. That's my opinion. Yeah, so... The reason that I say if you need some cash is because I am looking at completely downgrading a defender to a rookie this week and playing a rookie on field in defense so I can do two enormous midfield upgrades. Um, And Tani Evans is possibly the player that I'm looking at doing that with. So in terms of upgrading, I wouldn't want to be bringing in any defenders because their scoring is just so compacted across the board. But... Yeah, you could you could jump off one and use it as a cash grab. Yep, great. All right, the next name we've got is Ella Roberts at 965K, 71% owned in the top 100. Now, I know she's coming off a ton, but that's just the nature of her role. She's up and down. Plays and she Adelaide. has Adelaide this week. Um, and she scored a 47 the previous week. So, She's again. She's one that you could definitely jump off. There's there's oh there's a reasonable amount of money on her head. If you can get her to Bonnie too good or something like that, I would do it hundred percent. Yeah, if you could get her up. The thing is, initially when we started talking about this list, was 
of the thought that you could trade Roberts, but I've I've done a backflip now because it's unlikely that she would be the forward in your team that needs or warrants moving on. I couldn't I can't think of a scenario in which she would be someone's fifth best forward. Because like she's currently the I think the sixth highest averaging forward, but people have been jumping off horror in recent weeks. It's if you've got Nina Morrison, she's probably the one I would jump off first before Ella Roberts, just because Roberts is actually in solid form. So, yeah, yeah I don't think you would move on Roberts this week. I think you just keep her in your team and hope she hope she has a big one. She's that type of player that you want in a grand final that has a, a bit of a, I mean, not a massive ceiling, but is capable of dropping like a 90 to 100 score. Okay, cool. The next name is Chloe Malloy. Now, this is also a slightly controversial one. She's at 1.086 mil, and she's 58% owned by the top 100. The reason I bring it up is, even though she had the enormous score last week, the body of work is overwhelmingly average. And with the, f- the fact that she is 1.08 mil, is like, to me, you can, you can get her to someone that's comfortably better for not too much money. And what we've seen in the last two weeks is that she's been pr- playing predominantly forward. She kicked three goals on the weekend for a 79. Um, she plays Frio, which is like a middle-of-the-road team, maybe probably one of the easier teams, actually. But again, three goals for a 79. You're not kicking three goals every week. There's, there's every chance she could have a poor score this week. In a grand final, it would just sting. Frio are significantly below par this season as a team. Um, their percentages, I think, yes, like 74%, which kind of tells the story of their season. I think she could feast on Freo, to be honest. I mean, I don't think she's going to drop any more 137s, but someone that has a big ceiling, her floor is low, but it, again, it's just, I think she's the type of player that you want in your team for a grand final, especially if you're trying to climb the ranks because she could drop it. A one ten this week against Freya. I'm not saying that she will, but the fact that she's capable of doing it has done it recently and has a soft matchup as a forward. I just I, I'm keeping her this week. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on Malloy again, even though I was right last week. Not really. She's got <laughs> 79, mate. That's a fine score for a forward. The, the the fifth highest averaging forward right now, I think, is averaging 79, or maybe 80, but it's. It's around the mark. The anyway. thing, the thing we were debating last week, and the the, the agreement that we and she flew up to, in price. The the agreement that we came to was that if you could get her to too good, it would be a good trade. But and I, I stand by that, and that's the whole. That's the thing that I'm trying to say again, is that you can sell. Of course, you can sell. You can sell anyone really, but the point is, would you do it? And I am. Why? Who, tell me, because I'm getting too good. Wh- but what's your forward line? Tell me your forward line right now. Well, I've got Roberts, Too Good, Gardner, Randall, Morrison. I would sell Morrison, Randall, Roberts before I sell. Manuel. I can't get them to anyone good. Surely you can get Roberts to Too Good. No, you can't. No, well then, then my third trade is just a nothing trade. Well, that's unlucky, isn't it, mate? <laughs> that's what I'm. This <laughs> is the whole point that I'm trying to make. The yeah, money that is you, on Chloe Malloy's head, of course, you can is, is worth trading out for me over those other guys. Of, of of course, you can trade her, but again, it goes back to the you can trade anyone. I traded Jazz Garner early in the earlier in the year when she was the highest averaging player, and it turned out fine for my team. So, like, it it just depends on your team specifically, but. 
I guess the answer is always you can trade out this player if it suits your team. But in terms of like the top five forwards, she's I've got her in my top five forwards for this week. All right. Agree to disagree. Next name is Kate Hoare at 905K, 51% owned in the top 100. What do you think? This is a player I would be looking at trading out if you're an owner because they have the Brisbane matchup, which is quite challenging. Four forwards this year. Brisbane are a good team, of course. Um, Her scoring the last few weeks has been down as well. So she's training in the wrong direction. She still has enough money on her head that you can get her to someone decent. You should be able to get her to someone decent. Again, it's team dependent. But for me, yeah, she's she's a trade. More of a trade than a lot of the other forwards. Okay. Next name, Georgie Prasparkas. Get her out of your team. (laughs) You must trade her. (laughs) She has not turned up five weeks in a row. She's a... And supposed to be an uber premium midfielder, taking up an uber premium. I challenge you right now, cousin, to find me another premium midfielder that hasn't turned up for five weeks in a row. Anyone uh, in the game. Well, you put, you've put me on the spot, but I don't think there is one. You can't. Th- I don't think there is either. I think she's the only one. <laughs> Get her out, people. <laughs> Get her out this week. She has to go. She has to go. I cannot be stronger, strong enough on this. Get rid of Georgie, people. <laughs> I implore you to do it. You didn't even let me say the prices. She's Doesn't at one point, <laughs> 1.125 mil. She's 48% owned in the top 100. And I think that's the that's the real selling point is that you get can, out. like You've half of the out. top 100 have her and you could get her to someone that might have an enormous ceiling. I traded her last week. Slept like a fucking baby, mate. <laughs> All right, next name, Nina Morrison, 792K, 37% owned in the top 100. This one's pretty self-explanatory. She's coming off a 39. We've already talked about it. If you can get her to someone good, she would she would be the first forward to trade. I cannot fathom how you can go from dropping 90s and 100s. I think five weeks in a row she scored above 90 to a 39 with massive CBAs. Doesn't make any sense. The, the way that she was smashing the eye test earlier in the year, she must be carrying some kind of injury. I, I can't, I don't understand. If you can, if you can afford it, get her up to too good or someone. Yep. All right. Next one, Mimstrom, 888K, 40% owned in the top 100. Would you trade her? If you can get to Moody easily, I would trade her. Otherwise, you're just holding on. All right. Final name of the trade outs is Ali Anderson at 1.156 mil. 21% owned in the top 100. It's funny because we've been, <laughs> we've been discussing her as like on the fringes of the top five, like for probably four or five weeks straight now. And all of a sudden we're discussing her as a trade out for the final round. I brought her in two weeks ago and she's been incredibly disappointing. Now they play Melbourne and she's a good chance to get tagged or just get like a team stoppage tag on. I just I get it. No, I don't like her. I'm trading her out this week. That's she's yep. yeah she's in my trade out yep. plans. I, I just I don't think she's anywhere near the top five mids for this week specifically. Yep, and this is actually last week when you had her as an honourable mention for the top fives, and I I 
just quickly flagged that she's the type of player that's ultra consistent but doesn't have a ceiling. So to me is like the sort of person that you would leave out of a top five for when there's only two weeks to go. She now did, that there's only one you, and she's got a tough matchup. For sure, yeah. She's she's very far away from the top five in my opinion. She just had the matchup last week against the Saints that I thought she could exploit but just didn't. She doesn't have the ceiling. Didn't go to work, yeah. No. She doesn't. Doesn't at all. Exactly. So she's definitely one that you could trade out. This week... And that is the end of Fantasy Stocks, and we're going to move on to Knights of the Round Table. We're Knights of the Round Table, we dance where we're able. We do routines, we call the scenes, we put work in fake cable. We dine well here in Camelot, we eat ham and jam and spam Okay, for Knights of the Round Table, we're just going to get into our best 16 chat for the final round of the season. So, Cuz, I'll kick us off. In defense, I've got Angelique Stanett, Charlie Thomas, Emma Carney, Chantel Emerson, Eilish Sheeran as my five. No honorable mentions this week. Because it's the last round, I just thought people want the best of the best. What have you got? Thomas, Carney, Stanett, O'Driscoll, Sheeran. We've basically... So we've got the same five, except I've got Emerson and you've got O'Driscoll. Yes. Yeah, and you you couldn't you can't. It's, hard, it's it's so hard to predict these kinds of things. Defenders as well are the most inconsistent line. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. There's it's no, a much of a muchness. There's no point splitting hairs in defense. I'll get into the mids. I've got Noffy, Garner, Riddell, Hatchard, and at number five, Emma Swanson. No. Yeah, Nat, tell me what other mid is going to score more than her this week? Kiara Bowers. No, she's going to get tagged. I initially I had Bowers in as I'm assuming your top four are the exact same. <laughs> yes, in that order. Yeah, it's fair enough. It's just been, they've been awesome all year. But in terms of the fifth mid, I, I just think I had Bowers, but I think she's going to get tagged, still under an injury cloud. Freo can't make finals. There's, I think there's a genuine chance she might not even play this week. And if no she, way. If she does play, she could get. She's not that type of person. If It might not be up to her. The other thing is, how, how good's your, your tag predicting been all year? Horrible. Tag predicting is always a futile game. It just do- it doesn't work. But Bates got tagged by the Swans to a 39. Bowers is a similar player. Also she's, she's, also injured, could play Lotog, might not play Bowers, because Freya can't make finals. Bowers knows the golden rule about tags. She tackles. She's, she's the best tackler in the league by miles. But the best tackler and in the And she's not going to get tagged. Who is currently injured also. I just don't like it, mate. I just, yeah, not this week for me. She looks really good on the weekend. I'm just... Uh, I like it. She's, she's, she's at five for me. She's a beast. She's... I agree still that she's the best fantasy player in the game. Maybe second now, actually, because Noffy, but... Yeah, it's just... I don't... There's enough red flags for me this week to stay away. Okay, cool. I'll move on to the Rucks. I know that we've got the same one. It's Brianne Moody. Yep. We'll move on again to the forwards. I've got Laura Gardner, Bonnie Toogood, Zali Goldsworthy, and then I think they're the obvious obvious three. And Easily. then I've got Chloe Malloy and Neve Kelly as my last two this week. No love for Sabrina Frederick? I did. I was debating having her fifth there, but they play Richmond this week. She's got the Seymour matchup. I'm not... Stoked. I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm not massive on Sabrina Frederick. I don't, I don't know why. Call me a doubter. Call me a silly man. But 
she doesn't make my top five. Okay. I've got the same top three as you. Gardner, too good. Goldsworthy. I've got Frederick at four. Neve Kelly at five. I don't love it. I don't love it. But again, she the body of work is there. She's coming off like a 99 and a 98 and like an 85. And she has West Coast. Yeah. So it, Soft matchup. You, she, she ticks those box, boxes statistically. In terms of her role though, that's the bit that I don't love because it, as a winger, it is like the most inconsistent role but in against, the game. Against West Coast. Again, it's it, a soft enough matchup. I, yeah, I, I, she, the body of work is there that I'll, I'll put her in, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if she scored a sixty-five. The or, other, or the, less, even. Yeah, yet. there's there's one other smoky I want to mention, um, that we didn't talk about before, simply because she hasn't been putting up the scores really, and it's Nicola Barr. She's coming off two sixty-fives, but she plays Port Adelaide this week. She's coming off ninety. 2% CBAs. She's she's like the leading CBA midfielder for um, GWS. Uh, I just... I think there's there's a small possibility that she has a big ceiling score, maybe. she We score we saw her score 102 about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, another s- smoky, if you can call her that, Kate Hoare. I mean, she's just been awesome all year. Until the last couple of weeks where she's slowed down. But she's that type of player that she could just drop a big score this week and no one would be really, surprised. Really be yeah. surprised at all. So include her in that forward grouping. I think forward's probably the the area that you could look to experiment with the most this week. And I'll I guess I'll leave it at that. Cool. Before we move on, I'll get into our listener questions, cousin. The first one is from Tim at Flicker Tim. Can I keep Mimstrom in the ruck? Yeah, I'm doing it. I don't. If you can get her to Bree Moody, I'd tick that off 100%. But you can keep her. You can keep her, yes. Agree, agree. Next one is from Crafty McBeerface at Crafty McBeerface. I <laughs> love it. Hatchard or Bowers as my M5 Hail Mary this week? Uh, well, Bowers is the one with the ceiling. So if it's if it's a true Hail Mary, then I'm saying Bowers. If yeah. you're like in the top 100 or just outside of it, Hatchard is far Safe. safer. Safe. Safer. So it depends it depends like what you really mean by Hail Mary, I guess. Yeah, there's not really too much to add. Again, Hatchard is the safer option, but if you're trying to make up a lot of points, Bowers is is the way to go. Also, she plays the final game of the whole season. So could be a can, fun fun way to come you, home. You what you can do is if you I guess check who your non playing players are. Use your VC on either Jazz Garner or Eb Marinoff, who both have soft matchups. And then you can look out what sort of ground you need to make in that final game. And potentially if you're like all right, the like genuine crazy Hail Mary from the deepest depths of hell. You could throw the C on Bowers at, for the very final game of the whole season. Yeah, cool. Last question from Corey Blackledge at Corzab213. Hatchard v. Bruton this week as still in top 100 want maybe a pod. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we were talking, everyone was talking about jumping off Bruton last week after a poor score, but really she's scored great in like, what, four of her last five? 
yeah. soft matchup. Four of six in total. She's been awesome. So if you really want to pod, it's not it's not the worst one in the world. But Hatchard is so much safer. I so, think, so much safer. I think you just go with the safety of Hatchard there. But they North also has the dogs this week. So Yeah, but Hatchard has West Coast. Yeah, so. I, I know, but I'm just saying. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, all the boxes are there to be ticked by Bruton as well. Like, you know, it, you, could, you could go either way. But yeah, I think Hatchard is, yep. is the way to go for me. Also, quick shout out to Corey. I think he, he drops a question every single week. So, mate, we appreciate you tuning in and, you know, showing support. Same with at Flicker Tim. He's dropped us at a Flicker few Tim as well. as well. Yes, thank you very much, Tim. Thank you, fellas. Love the questions. All right, we'll move on now to the Cousins Crystal Ball. <laughs> Professor Filoni. He will return tonight. Sorry? The Cousins Crystal Ball. It's time for the goofy, goofy part of the pod, my favorite part of the pod. Now, Cousin, last week you attempted to say that Bowers 100 plus was a bold prediction. And I just want to go back to that and call you a silly man because it that wasn't that was never getting through, mate. It was never getting through. It was never getting through to anyone. Anyone it, even first time players of AFLW fantasy. It my my miso out there in the lounge room, she knows that Bowers gets it done. <laughs> you could you just can't do that. But after your feeble attempt at a soft prediction, you Upped it to Bowers 145 plus. That's a bold prediction. For two points. She didn't get it. 127. What have you got to say for yourself? I don't know how you somehow spun this narrative that me... <laughs> it should be a joyous thing that Bowers was awesome and that she bounced back. I should be happy about this. And somehow you're, you're pinning on me saying oh, that was a stupid prediction. The, is the 100 plus was the stupid part of it. I was like, mate, it's Bowers. What everyone doubted about? me. Every, if you look on our Twitter Those page, people, if you look on our Twitter page, everyone doubted me. The what? haters were there. The naysayers. Well, I mean, come on, guys. You got to just... Pe- people read too much into v- the most recent form and just forget what a stud this player is. Average 121 last year in shorter quarters. I mean, that's... That's all you need. 100 plus. You just get so, But she's not in your top five this week? She's not because of the matchup. Okay. All right. <laughs> you're, you're a goofy man. You're a goofy man. It's the goofy man. part of the pod. Well. And all, all reason flies out the window. You've been recommend. You've been talking bows down all podcast saying for people not to get her. Yeah, but 100 and now, plus is not bold. That's and, the point. It's not bold. It's not bold. I... All right, I'll move, I will move on to mine. You see, I do, no. does no one else hear the contradiction here? There's no contradiction. Oh, all right, move on. There's move no on. contradiction. I'm sick of you. No contradiction. All right. Now, last week I initially said Swanson one ten plus. That was my that was my call. You agreed. Almost left it there until we upped yours to be a two pointer, and I was like, I'll up mine for two points as well. Upped it from 110 to 125. She scored 121, so I did myself dirty because I miss out on the two points. I miss out on the one point, and it's dead even going into the last round. I got greedy, cousin. I got greedy. I let you lure me in, and I'm, I'm worse <laughs> off for it, mate. It's even. It's neck and neck, and 
It's. I'll tell you what. We, we could have left it and we both would have got one point each and it would still be neck and neck. I wouldn't have left. Actually, I, I said you could have 125 for one point and then you were like, no, nah, I'm going massive as Did well. Did you? I don't remember you saying that. I'm pretty sure. Well, can we retrospectively take it back? And why give just one point each? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, because you said- <laughs> At least it looks like we're, we're getting some predictions correct. You said I could have Swanson 110 plus initially as well, so- all right. We, all right. We both get one, one point. point. Fantastic. Feels We're good. winners in the same <laughs> week. Yay. The us. site. The site. <laughs> We've got the site, mate. <laughs> it's come back into our minds. We looked yes. ahead to last week and we just, we nailed it. We nailed our picks last week, mate. Going into the last round tied, it's two all. On the season, I'm up by 0.5 points. I say with a smirk. What? Be- because of how we got there. The season, including the men's, men's and no, we're not, women's. we're not tallying no, them together. The year, the cousins' crystal ball yearly total. Can you surpass me in last week? What have you got? Yeah, can we? Can we have two, two different predictions? I've only got one, so I have can to make another of, one. Yeah, I just, I only had one, and one just popped into my head just then, and that's how I know it's from the site. What's your all right? What's your first one? First, Bowers. Yep. See, seeing as we've been debating it all podcasts, you got to put your money where your mouth is. It's, it, yeah. Go. 135 plus. Right. You think she's getting all cash. Right. I said all right. I agreed. You agree on that? I agree. You get one point for that. What's your, what's Can this? I say 130 plus then? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take back, so you don't get would to- you, you would you, get- Just out of curiosity, would you have said yes to 130? I would have I would have asked for one thirty five. Okay, yeah. See, that's what I thought. I was like, I reckon he's gonna he's gonna ask for more. But one thirty five is bold enough. What, what's the second one that you thought of? Seeing as we've been debating about Chloe Malloy, I'm saying Chloe Malloy goes. Now it kind of see this depends on what you think she's gonna do because you put her in your top fives. So where where do you think she scores this week? It's just for her. It's random. That's the reason yeah, I. Yeah, but put you her. put her in your top five, yeah, so you're expecting her to go well. Yeah, I, I have ho- easy matchup. I have hope that should go well because of the easy matchup. But I'm not like I don't think it's a certainty by any means. Okay, it, I, put it, put it, just put a put a number on it between right. sixty and ninety. It, it, her scoring this year has just been. Up and down. Is it bold to say she goes sub eighty? No, no. She's only beaten that twice. And yet you've this got year. her. <laughs> you've got her in your top five. But it's and not, you're saying it's not bold. You, so you're trying to claim now that something that has happened almost eighty percent of the time this year is a bold prediction. The point. That's I'm, what you're trying to say. No. The point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that you're now. You're now. It's not. It's not uh, contradictory to put someone with random scoring and a ceiling in your top five, and then say it's not going to be a surprise if she scores sub eighty, which she's done seven out of nine times this year. Seven out of nine times, and you're trying to claim it as a bold prediction. You cannot have that. Okay, so it's not so, bold. Okay, all right, great. So you've made that point, yep. but now with that in mind, let's yep. jump back to our discussion about me recommending trading her out. She's gone sub 80, seven out of nine times. Yeah. She's playing purely forward in the last two weeks and you're going, she's just not one that you'd trade out. We came to the conclusion that you can trade her out. <laughs> we said that on the pod, go back and listen. I was like, yeah, of course, you can trade her out. But 
it, it would only be if you're going up to one of the top three. And to circle back to what I said at the time, I don't think she's the fifth best forwards in forward in anyone's team. We went through your team and she was like your second best forward. So she's she's good. She's a gun forward, but to score less than 80 is something that happens a lot. It's just not bold. But there's not really that many other forwards that could potentially score much more than that. Sub 70. No. You're not even calling that bold. She's she's got for her to, I think for her got, to drop a 60 odd. She got 350s this year. No. I think she's got 350s this year. We might have to take a tea and then come back. Yeah, Is right. that where it's at? All Let's right. do that. We're back from the tea, cousin, and I've graciously decided I'll give you... You know, I was going to say sub 65, but I changed to sub 60. I'll give you sub 60 for a bold prediction. For Malloy. Sub 60? Yeah. She has to go below 60. To be a bold prediction. And then it would have happened 30%. Of her games this year, if it happens, that's a bold enough prediction. I could, that's you could enough. say sub seventy, and it would still also be the same percentage of the games that she's played. But if she scores a sixty-eight, I feel like that's not that's not a horrible score. Frio, that is a horrible score. Not necessarily. You're, Frio, you're crazy, mate. Frio, you you you're crazy. You trying to claim Bell's a hundred plus was bold last week, dog? But Frio also have run occasional tags this year as well, and she could be in line for that. Which means, sub is do you do you believe it or not? Is it sub seventy, sub sixty is is a great is it's a crap score. It's a bold prediction. No, that's ultra bold. That's that's just it's not ultra bold. It's just bold. She it, has an easy matchup. Though. Something that happened. Thir- Think about the predictions we we're making in men's fantasy. Hundred one fifty plus scores. We were we were calling. It's, it's, it's a totally different game. But it's don't this, bring that up. No, but it's it's the same. I bring that up because we did 24 weeks of of bold predictions, but it's the same principle, mate. It has to be rare to be bold. Like, it has to be a a pretty rare rare. thing or a pretty substantial thing. Like, if she played West Coast or Port and you said sub 70, maybe more likely, but Freo, a bit harder to score on, occasionally run tags. I just, it's just not bold enough for me. All right, I'm scrapping it. I, I, I'm not taking. I'm not taking sub sixty. I'm sick of the way that you manipulate. You manipulate no, me you too. You manipulate mate. this stupid bold prediction segment. <laughs> you love it. You you're like this is my favorite part of the podcast. It the is. goofy part the of the go- podcast. It's fucked up. It's good. It's good. It's fucked up. It's good content. All right, it's fucked up. I'll give you mine, and then maybe we can circle back again. <laughs> my first I'm one. I'm done. My first one. Oh, see, I've, uh, see, this is a bold prediction. Noffy, 150 plus. That's a bold prediction. That's a massive score. 150 plus. What are you waiting for? I'm just thinking. I'm th- <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to... Uh, 150 oh. plus? That's a bold. That's a bold score. It's Noffy just has a giant ceiling though, like giant. Just like, like Malo- Malloy has a low floor. <laughs> it's the same principle, mate. How many times <laughs> we're gonna have to pull up Noffy's scores now to to debate this? I'll quickly get how her many up times has she done one fifty while we're on the. I reckon pod it's still. three times. Twice. This Twice. Year. The same amount that Malloy has gone <laughs> sub sixty. 
So, same North as sub 70. If North you give me sub 70, I'll give you the 150. All right, well, if you give me one 38 plus, because no. that's, that's Noffy's third lowest score. No. It's this, this, literally the exact same thing. Noffy's third highest score this year is 138. Malloy's third lowest score this year, I think, is a flat 70. So if, if that's if that is the window that you want to play in third third score from the target range, that that is a fair trade off. The difference is though, you're betting on a player with an easy matchup. I'm betting against a player also with an easy matchup. An easy matchup <laughs> for a like a, someone who just pumps out random scores. If you look at her scoring, like over the year, look at the, the teams that she's played well on and bad against, and there's there's no. Trend. It's all random. Do are you doing it? Is that what's no, happening? I'm. I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Noffy won forty plus. No. Yeah. And you no, can, no, no. I don't want the. I don't want the Malloy because you, you're not being reasonable with it. I'm. How is that not reasonable? <laughs> I don't understand. So you can have Malloy sub seventy if I can have Noffy one forty plus. That's a fair trade off. One forty. One forty plus. One forty. Two sub sixty eight then for Malloy. No sub sixty nine. <laughs> no, no, I can't do it. Noffy one fifty. That's the prediction. I've got I've got two more written down. Really? In- All right, hit me with those, and we'll debate those in case there was bartering. Bowers sub one hundred. Okay. Yep. I also had Noffy and Garner combined for 280 plus. <laughs> That's pretty massive. Oh. I'll give you the Bowers and we'll shake we'll, we'll we'll just agree on one one prediction each. I want the Noffy, I'm saying, I want the Noffy one as well, 150 plus. That's bold. We decided that was bold until we argued more is, and now you're trying to go back on it. <laughs> the thing is though, like I I easily would have just punted on that exact same thing. Like I think she's going one fifty plus as well. She's then going why, massive this week. Then why didn't you you punt on it? Huh? Why didn't you punt on it then? <laughs> well, because I I wanted to discuss something that we've. It's just boring. It's just boring. <laughs> you can't just no. It's not boring. I want. I want. I want the bold not- prediction to be something about like a point of friction that we've been debating on this podcast. Rather than, oh, I think Noffy's going massive. Of course she's going massive. No, of course. She's only done it twice this year, man. Yeah, but I I also think she's going 150 plus this week. Make That's it, why I'm not giving it to you. Make it your bold prediction. You can't not give me a 150 plus. 150 plus. That's massive. Yeah, but I, I want I want the same prediction. You see you see why I'm not giving it to you. We need to have two this week now. I, I didn't think we did, but I feel like we do now because it's the last one. It's our grand finale episode, mate. We've got... It has to be done. We've got to, we've got to do two each. Yep. All right. So Bowers... Another timeout. We've got one that is the same, like the same player. Yep. You've got Bowers 135 plus. I've got Bowers sub 100. I feel like it has to be about Chloe Malloy. We've got to swing back to Chloe Malloy. <laughs> We're going to have to bring the poll, the polls back and yes. put polls on Twitter to see... What's bold. Who the people think is more bold this week out of like all our random predictions. Uh, the thing is, I think Chloe Malloy... It's been a long segment. I know, I know. And I don't <laughs> want it to drag out further than it has. Maybe we just settle on one. Nah, we've got to do two. Quick. Give me a quick one. I d- Quickly. <laughs> no. You're taking too long. I'll give you another one. 
Anne Hatchard, 120 plus. 125 and I'll take it. Nah, Ash Riddell, 130 plus. Deal. All right. What's your second one? 135, actually. No, you said deal. You can't say deal and then no, 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 no. change my mind. Yeah, because I didn't want an awkward pause. <laughs> this is just shambles. You're this a is dog. complete shambles. You're a dog. We've forgotten how to podcast. <laughs> You're a dog. 135. No, 130. No, 135. 132. Deal. All right. Deal. Ashfordell, 132 plus. Yeah, and what's your second one now? Oh, Noffy, 150 plus. <laughs> I told you I wanted it too. You can't have it if I couldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we both, we're both agreeing to leave Noffy aside because we both think she's going to be massive. All right. We'll forget, about, we'll forget about Noffy. I'm going to leave Jazz Garner because it's the same thing. Yeah. I think she's going to be massive. As well. Exactly. That's the thing. Like it, you can, you can put, a, <laughs> you can put a big number on it and say it's bold because it, it, it is, it is bold. because the, it, they happened rarely, but it's like, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be this week. That's what makes it a good week to make that punt. Watch, watch Garner and Offy both drop like 110 <laughs> this week now. Yeah, and Riddell goes 160. Surely, mate. Yeah. Um, Charlie Rowbottom. Actually, no, I've got one for you. All right, I'm listening. Nina Morrison, 90 plus this week. No. Oh, I'll give you 92. Done. Deal. Deal. So 92. Riddell, 132. Morrison, 92. And then Bowers... I'm saying Bowers 135. And I'm saying Bowers sub 100. Done. I feel like I'm being gypped, but I agree. You're not. We're not. We're not. All right, we'll move on. We are moving on to fantasy, fantasy proverbs. Fantasy proverbs. Grand final fantasy proverbs. The listeners need some inspiration to take them to the promised land. This is the week for it, cousin. What have you got? All right. So I did some soul searching this week after um, coming to the reality that a hat is, you know, gone. It's a pipe dream. And I was contemplating my failures for the season, my mistakes. And so I went searching for a quote regarding failure. And here's what I came up with. If you learn from it, then it wasn't a mistake. It was a lesson. And let your mistakes be a lesson this season, guys. Anything, you know, that went terribly wrong for you, just keep in your mind what it is that went wrong, what it is that, like, strategically didn't go your way or wasn't the right decision to make, and learn from it, grow from it. You know, this is fantasy is what we do. It's what we love. We're going to come back stronger next year with our lessons we're going to grow. We're going to learn. We're going to have lots of knowledge. It's power, cousin. Yep. And we're, we're just, it's only up from here. Now, the other thing about mistakes, I've got another quote for you. The greatest mistake you can make in life is to be continually fearing you'll make one. And that is from Elbert Hubbard. And this is for those of you who are in hat contention. Don't... F- <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. He's lost it. I have lost the plot a little bit. I'm still seething from the previous segment, to be honest. <laughs> you got to take risks, basically, is what I'm trying to say. You can't fear the mistakes because that is going to be the mistake. 
There you go. Fair, fair. Inspirational. I love it. I told you that I only had one, and as you started speaking, I thought of another one. So I'm going to start with my personal proverb, one that I've just made that is fantasy relevant. This is a quote from me, myself, and I. Hats are for the ugly. (laughs) I like it. That's how I feel about fantasy this year. I don't care for your hats because they're only for the ugly. And I'm a beautiful man. And you're a beautiful man, cousin. And we don't need hats. All right? Spoken like a loser. (laughs) My real proverb, my inspirational proverb for this week, listeners, is from Wayne Gretzky. And it's this, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I spoke about it last week. It's a continuation of the message from last week, which is you've got to bring the cannons out and fire some absolute massive, massive bullets this week. It is the final week of the season. If you're just outside the lead, the top 100, you've got to take risks this week and go for gold because if you don't, you don't want to die wondering. You don't want to have the ability to have hopped inside and gotten yourself a prize and not done it because you were too skittish, too tedious to pull the trigger. So listeners, go for it this week. Back yourself in. Aggressively trade into your predictions, as has been the message from JDOS all year. Let's do it. It's a grand final week. It's grand final week, cousin. It is grand final week. That was a very inspiring message. The only problem is... Hats are for the ugly. No, that proverb has <laughs> been used before. I've used that one before. Have you? Yes. Well, guess what? I'm going to think of another proverb. What, right now? Off the top. No, you can't. (laughs) Something else. Off the dome. Motivational. And it's from the great man, Harvey Specter from Suits. And it's this. The odds were stacked against me. I won anyway because I win. And I've flown from that. Another Harvey Specter quote. I make my own luck. Listeners, you have to make your own luck this week. Aggressively trade into your predictions again. Back yourself in. Make your own luck. Win anyway, even though the odds are stacked against you. Great. It's, it's time. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you pull these quotes from just out of thin air. I don't know how you do it. You're a magician. I have a, I have a list of quotes <laughs> that I like on my phone. Oh, it makes so much more sense now. Suits is a good show, people. If you haven't watched it, get onto it. <laughs> I enjoy it thoroughly. All right, I think that's a good place to wrap up for today. Now, just quickly, I want to thank all of you for being just the best community ever. Just we have the best listeners, the best Yeah, community is just the best best word I can think of here. The fantasy um, community, the cousins community. Yeah, I guess this is kind of like a little announcement that, I mean, I guess it's the end of the season and there's a big, there's a long break before, before AFL men starts up next year. But the Cousins, we're going to probably be taking a bit of a break from making the content in the men's fantasy next year. Keebs, as we've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast, is going to be a father very soon, early next year. I am moving across the other side of the country over to Victoria. I'll be living in Melbourne and um, starting a new job and starting a new life and 
things are going to be forgetting about all of us. <laughs> no, I could never. Um, but yeah, things are going to be hectic next year, and we. I think we'll still be very active on the um, Twitter on the X account, still engaging with the community. Yeah, but answering questions that come yeah. our way, and we might we might even jump on like a little like a Zoom call and re- like record some odd podcasts every now and then. You know, just. Just have fun, be goofy with it, but there'll probably be a very distinct lack of consistent content <laughs> next year. Um, and then depending on how, how we're traveling towards the towards the back half of next year, we might kick back up for AFL AFLW w. Fantasy. But again, it's... We'll see how we go. It's life pending, you know? Yeah, it yeah. depends on, on how crazy our schedules are because this, this year has just been crazy intense for both of us. We've been super busy but again, we, you know, this is our hobby and we love doing it and we, we would love to keep going if we can. So, again, we're hoping we can kick back up for AFLW Fantasy next year but we'll see how we go. Yeah, very, very busy men but it's been a terrific year making, making content. It's been something that we spoke about for years leading up to actually pulling the trigger and committing to it. So, it's just been such an awesome, enjoyable year. And again, want to thank all the listeners that have tuned in throughout the course of the year, all the people that have sent Twitter questions our way and helped the downloads tick over. Um, it's been awesome making content and being an active part of the community. So yep. thank you to everyone. Yep. Shout out to the other content creators in the AFLW space. Shout out to Liam um, from um, Free Kick Pod. Mel and uh, Will as well. Um, you guys make awesome content. You know, we learn all about this game from you guys. Um, also, shout out to Bales, who's had us on the live stream before. Um, you, you do a lot for the community, mate. So, we thank you for that. Um, and yeah, so thanks for tuning in to the Cousins Fantasy Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at... The Cousins Pod. Follow us on Instagram at... Cousins underscore AFL underscore fantasy. And subscribe to our podcast feed... <laughs> Even though it might be a little while before there's there's more in the feed. There's all the more reason to subscribe to it, you know, so that go, when, go when we finally do... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Oh, one, one last thing I did also want to say. We've got some big plans for the finale episode next, next week. week. Yes. We've got a recap, but we're going to be doing, I guess, bringing back an old favorite segment of ours, which is Fantasy Hot Seat. And it's a wild time. Keebs, ba- basically, Keebs is not going to watch any footy this weekend. Not going to check any scores. And I'm going to break it to him live on the podcast next week. We're going to do a all quiz. The, all the crazy shit that happened. Um, so, it's going to be an enjoyable time. You can um, you can hear the sort of content. We I think when we did it last time, it was one of our AFL men's episodes. It's called Ignorance Isn't Bliss. So, you can listen to like the first... 15, 20 minutes of that. It's just hilarious. It's a good time. It was it was very, very funny so seeing funny. Your, your reactions because you were the one who went went footy free over the weekend yeah. and it was just, it was extremely enjoyable. Yeah. What a great name for an episode as well. Just I just want to throw that in there. That was, <laughs> that's a terrific name. Anyway, so we're going to wrap it up there. It's been a, <laughs> been, a been some of our best work this episode, but also some, some sloppy podcasting. There will definitely be people who listen to 50% of the pod and then just dip out halfway through. Yeah. So, but, hey, ap- apologies to those people. <laughs> but they're not even going to hear the apology. Yeah, well, fuck you. No. <laughs> yeah, Keebs is all over the place, guys. Um, yeah. And th- on that note, <laughs> goodbye. We'll see you later. Good luck for round 10 and we'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in. 
Kiss your cousin Kiss your cousin Kiss him on the lips Kiss your cousin Kiss your cousin